Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan. And welcome to the Eku Studios Podcast, 100th episode freeware game review update special. Welcome back uh, to part two. Yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe you took a break after listening to the last episode. We certainly took a break. I'm feeling I'm feeling refreshed. Yeah, yeah. I had a shower. I had some food. I had a couple of drinks. I had some... I got some bacon in my belly now. There you go. There you go. Beef bacon, actually. It was really? really tasty. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. You can just do that with a beef. It's uh, uh, the plate. It's some meat, like, off of the brisket or something. It's really tasty. Uh, all right, yeah, no. All right, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, shall we return to form? Yeah. All right. So, where we last left off, we have been going through the 100 games that we covered in our core free game review uh, series. Series. Sure. Um, and in part one, as I'm sure you know, uh, we made it halfway through the list up to number 50. So now we pick it up with number 51, and I believe that is yours. That is number 51. Coming in at number 51, Exception by Primitive, a Japanese indie developer. Um, it was kind of hard to find information about what Primitive has been up to because I'm not a Japanese speaker. Uh, but looking at his website now, uh, their website now, I don't know, um, a apparent follow-up to Exception called Exception Conflict was released in 2009. And then just last year, another shooting game called Atomic was released. I have no idea what it's like because I have not played it because I am a very poor journalist. I remember what Exception Conflict is now. I knew that sounded familiar. It is some sort of like multiplayer variant of Exception. All right. That's what it was. Hopefully it did something about like the frame rate. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, you know, the like official download was through Mega Upload or something like that. I believe that was sort of the official download. I mean, you know. Hey, people, hosting's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number 52, Mightier. Uh, you may remember this. This was that... Uh, the game where they encourage you to print out all of the levels and then solve them using pencil and paper, and then it would let you scan it back in with a, a webcam or oh, a thing. Yeah. And then basically for each line you picked, it would sort of cut out a piece the, of the, the earth the with a satellite cutting. laser yeah, yeah. and lift it up. Such a cool concept. That was a really cool concept. Uh, so that was Ratlu Studios. They went on to make, maybe you've heard of the Rocket Birds, Hard Boiled Chicken. I have not. It's. <laughs> they were trying to make like a, a a Rambo like a game that like you know based on the movies of perhaps like a uh, Sly Stallone or Sly, wait Sly Stallone yeah Slyvester oh okay yeah Slyvester sure based on the films of Sly and the Family Stone mm-hmm. um or, or you know some sort of like John Woo. Vietnam jungle leather jackets kind of movie. Uh, I don't know if chickens. that was ever a thing. Oh, that was a, a very expansive oh. genre in the day. John Woo's The Predator. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, but so they went on to make that, uh, and they were also working on an iOS game called Helsing's Fire, which is oh, yeah? it's something about like it's sort of like a um, demon hunting puzzle game, like Vic Mignola's. Uh, no, that's Hellboy. That's Hellboy. Uh, I don't know well, if it's that Hellsing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Vaughn. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's the Vaughn of the Hellsings, but 
Yeah, no, that actually looks interesting. It's all about like playing with like shadow and light, cool, and you know get all of one type of monster into the light, and then you can kill all of them because you only have like a specific number of like bullets. Basically, is that out or is that currently in development? I believe it's out. Cool, uh, Helsing's Fire iOS. Check it. So that brings us to number fifty-three, Action Fist, which I have listed here as Action Fist Wall Jumping is Healthy Fist Harder Edition. Um, um not actually. with you to the end. Uh, so Technopants, the developer, has released two games since Action Fist. Uh, the first is Shoot First, a co-op action roguelike, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of interesting. I actually downloaded that, as oh, well yeah. as the the next one you're about to say. And Zero Space, which is an arena deathmatch, like, local multiplayer thing, kind of in the style of those games that are popular now. Yep. Uh, the sort of twist on this one is that it has gravity control. It was kind of inspired by uh, Ender's Game, where if you're familiar with Ender's Game, like their their whole deal is this zero G combat training, and you know, fucking dude's great tactical revolution was just telling his entire team to consider the same direction down. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Zero Space, you can choose which direction is personally for you down. Yeah, uh, sort of the. Uh... To the version of Shattered Horizons, mm-hmm. I believe, with that zero G space third person shooter thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They also released Samurai Gun, well, uh, published by uh, Max Temkin. Is that wait? Yeah, no, that's them. That's the Action Fit guys, Blue Blith, Techno Pants. You boot that game up, a big old Techno Pants logo comes up. Am I the biggest idiot? They were also the creators of L.A. Death Disc, which was released as part of the L.A. Game Space uh, Game Jam. Yeah, designed by Technopants. I'm the biggest dummo. <laughs> Guys, Technopants made Samurai Gun. It's a really great game. Uh, it's sort of in the style of like a Zero Space, you know, that sort of arena combat multiplayer local thing. Um, ugh. Roll me into the ocean, please. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that after we finish the list. Number 54. Eversion. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we talked about it. We talked about, like, a free version of this game. There, uh, The game is actually now available on Steam. It is the thing that you pay for. Oh, yeah? Um, is it, like, larger than the original? I think it may be, like, you know, the, the original version that we talked about was, like, an earlier version. And then mm-hmm. when it said this is the finished product, then they released it for sale. All right. Uh, I want to say... I want. I want to say that there is something expanded to it, or like it comes with the soundtrack or something. I mean, the uh, if I remember correctly, the original version was like it's this cute platformer, but then it turns scary. And then was that the one where after you complete the game, it basically tells you like, hey, every time you collected coins, that was a bad thing. No, do that, it again without collecting the coins. That's a different game. Oh, uh, what is that that I'm thinking of then? Uh, some flash. Some game jam game. I I I, remember, I know the one you're talking about. Aversion was the one where you played as a cute flower, and then in the end, a scary thing happened. Yeah. Okay. Scary thing happens kind of all along the way. <laughs> things <laughs> things get scarier as a game mechanic, and you need to make them scarier to progress. Yeah. Um. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it was really cool, but uh, it also looks like the developer hasn't really done anything since then. At least yeah. nothing under the the same name. Um. Number fifty five is Hero Core. Uh. Which is now available for the Mac. That's the update I was able to find on it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what that dude like does, because that's the EG guy. Yeah, yeah. So Well, I mean he there's the new game Murray. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We need to check that out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, cool. Yep. So basically all the updates on, on EG Developer we, we talked about in the EG thing. So that's about it there. Okay. Number 58, Desktop Dungeons. Uh, do you remember this one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the sort of like tile-based the walk around. Yeah, you yeah. only expend energy. You regain energy by exploring new places because there's a finite amount of screen space. It, it had the aesthetic of, you know, a, a roguelike, but it, it was very different, you know, in terms of what you were actually doing. Yeah. It was more of a puzzle game. Well, so the update to that is they've done a ton of work on that, mm-hmm. uh, mainly in the sort of menu area. Like, if you look at it now, they have, like, full art. They have some sort of, like, a story mode campaign. Basically, they went and got, you know, hired a bunch of artists to to round it out for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's available on Steam for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's a special edition for 25 bucks with, like, extra, like, buildings for your hub town, an extra class, a bunch of extra... There's a hub town now. Yeah, there's, like, a hub town, which is okay. where, for their menu system. So, basically, there's a whole bunch of, like, extra content in the $25 version. Uh, but the version that we talked about, which they're calling the alpha, you can still play that for free on their website. Oh, cool. So uh, that's still worth checking out. And then if you think that's good, there's a really, really polished up expanded version. And there's an even more expanded version than that. Awesome. Um, yeah. Number 57 is Alien Swarm. <laughs> so this is one that I, like, I'm a little sad about because like, I really liked this game and I wish that it had... like had a longer lifespan. Yeah. Like, I don't think there were any, like, official additional campaign missions or anything. There is the workshop where there are player-created levels. But But that's always hit or miss. Yeah. And I I bet it's not, like, smoothly... There's not a smooth way to load those up. Yeah. Uh, Especially, like, I don't know if that's... You know, since that game came out, there's been the the whole creation of the Steam level workshop. I don't know how it's integrated into there. It probably is. This is something I could have checked out, but I didn't have it installed at the time. Um, I really like this game, though, and I'm a little sad if the only thing, like, its only significance is, well, it was the first promotional hat in TF2. Really? Yep. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oh. I don't know. Whenever I think about this game, I always think back to the UT mod version. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, like... I don't know. In a way, uh, I don't know. I, I can't even think too clear on that one. So it's a fun game. Yeah, you can still get it. It's still free. Yeah, yeah. And check out some player created levels if they're there. Yeah, I'd like to. We should. I think I prestiged in that game and then immediately regretted it. I never made it that far. Like I don't even think I ever beat all the campaign levels. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Number fifty-eight. Neo Tokyo. Oh, dude. Yeah. Neo Tokyo. Neo Tokyo is still pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is the Neo Tokyo Active Players community. They still hold tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they'll do streams on Twitch. Uh, I'm not sure, like, what the full deal is with it, but there's an ongoing three-on-three tournament that I actually watched some of the other day, other week. I'm not sure, but it was a good time. Yeah, I, I watched an episode of that, which I don't know. An if episode. It, uh, a match. Yeah, it, it was it wasn't on, so I kind of watched a bit of it. Oh, they, okay. They um, kind of really made me question whether FPSs are a good spectator sport, or maybe it was just bad commentators because it was a lot of like, oh, he's going down this alley, so the other guy is in trouble because he's down that alley. It's it's tougher than you know games where the camera isn't like you know in an FPS there's 
you know, a three on three FPS match, there's six different cameras to keep track of or whatever, you know, in Starcraft or, you know, you can just have one observer floating yeah. over everything. Well, not even just that, but like, I also, it's sometimes, you know, it, it could also be because the way that community is that the people still in it know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, I always think back to watching when they had that Chrome Hounds tournament on GameSpot, uh, that was bonkers. Well, that was also really good because, you know, there was so much difference because all the mechs were, you know, personally customized and yeah, had different yeah. things going. Uh, but also, you know, they were going out to a bit of a wider audience, so they took more time to explain things, and that uh, led to, like, some interesting knowledge being yeah. gone over while people were just sort of running and shooting. If you are interested in playing Neo Tokyo, though, there is an active Steam group, and there's usually pickup games, like, every Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Um and then, you know, the the old one, usually, yeah, you can find just action on, like, a Friday or a Saturday, because that's just when the people who play it are on. Yep. Um, uh, I thought I had another note about it. Nope. That was all my notes about it. All right. Uh, number 59 is League of Legends. Hey! So, League of Legends has been constantly, you know, updated since the time we talked about it. It's gone through a bunch of seasons. They've released a new hero, like, every two weeks or whatever. They redid the Masteries four or five times. If you play this game, you already know about this game. If you don't play this game, you are uninterested in it. So... Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They, it's pretty strong. Yeah. Like, it, it is... For, you know... Dota taking off and then a whole bunch of people making Dota games. It's the other one that is like, it is your your Democrat to your Dota Republicans. <laughs> Dota Republicans. Dota Republicans. Oh, uh, well, okay. Uh, number 60, Spiral Knights. So, Spiral Knights is still pretty dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since the time we talked about it, there's been a ton of changes to, like, the way the microtransactions work, to the way that the dungeons themselves work. Uh, there's now what is basically, like, a campaign mode, which is just, you know, a series of missions rather than the way it used to be, which is just a pure, you know, pick your randomly generated dungeon and dive into it. Mm-hmm. Now there's sort of, like, a structured thing you can do, uh... Like I said, the the microtransaction system is different, so it's not limited the number of missions you can do anymore. You can go, yeah. you can kind of just keep, pl- you can keep playing as long as you want, but all of the crafting stuff to advance further, like into the depths of the the levels, that is all now sort of uh, based around the energy system, the real cash money stuff. Uh, well, the um for for crafting, like it used to be that uh, there was sort of a flat energy cost for for upgrading and building items rather than relying just on that there are now consumable items that you can either find through dungeons or you can buy yeah which at the like at the rate that you can get them at like the rate that you can like uh consistently you know delve and get the drops from that tier like i found you just buy them yeah like even like Going into it, having played a while back, and then I think I got some bundle of stuff because it was like, okay, here, you're a veteran. Have some of these new toys that, you know, this is how the new systems work. So mm-hmm. check this out. Like, I burned through that stuff really fast, and now, like, I don't know how much time it would take to get to the next tier of item. Yeah. Like, I actually did go and I bought the, um, it was like a promo when Sonic Generations went on to yeah, Steam. So now I have Tails Tales, Tales for my coat, which uh, I think look awesome uh 
but that came like with a lot of energy and I was like, man, I'm never going to use all of this with the way I play. And I've actually been burning through it pretty fast just to get items up to a, a level to keep going yeah. deeper. Um, that game is like still a super fun co-op game though. And yeah, super cute. They, they added pets, which are basically mags. Yeah. Yeah. You could just feed them. You got to feed them. It's great. Uh, but yeah, that game is still super fun. That's totally worth going and getting in on. It's also like all the competitive modes. You can yeah, go yeah, play it's Bomberman. Got Bomberman in it now. Whoa! There was like there's a holiday edition where you go and throw snowballs at each other. It's great. Yeah, and there's been all sorts of events. Um, there's like the last time we played, there was this weird one going on with some kind of like Shadow Realm and all yeah. sorts of nonsense. And I want to say that like paid for like expansion campaigns yep so if you run out of like the mission stuff you can go get more if you don't want to just do like the random deep delve dungeons yeah 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 there's a, there's a lot going for it number 61 was synesthete uh which was another digipen game so it was kind of hard to follow up on that um all of the developers on that graduated yay <laughs> congratulations <laughs> synesthete devs 62, Streets of Rage Remake. Uh, so this had been, the download for this had been taken down. There was legal action when we originally talked about yeah. it, even. <laughs> um, which, so, you know, uh, Beats of Rage, their engine is still kind of around, even though Team Senile, uh, they've definitely sort of trailed off in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you can still find a download for this, uh, and it, it was sort of completely totally full when you made it i still like having it around on the uh the arcade machine even though you know illegally hey hey in flagrant disregard for the law and common decency it's just you'll you'll like beat em ups i get it i, d- I do like a brawler <laughs> i do like a brawler and you unlock editors yeah yeah oh i gotta play a bunch more of that so i can unlock that editor Number 63 uh, was RPI Games Fest 2011. Yeah. Um, that's probably when I was in. I believe it was. You were, you had, uh, uh, shit, was that Duo? Or not Duo, what was it called? Twin? Vicious Twins? Vicious Twins. I don't believe it was that one, because 2011 would have been the year I graduated. Okay, so, so it was VS Nitros then. Yeah, that was VS Nitros. God, I liked VS Nitros a yeah, lot. Hey, you can still go play it, vsnitros.com. Guys, play VS Nitros, vsnitros.com. Yeah, I, I tried to send it to Patrick Klepik for, like, a worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he didn't get to it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know what's going on with anyone else who is at RPI Games Fest 2011. They graduated, too. They graduated, too, maybe. Some of them probably failed. Some of them are probably just grad students and will never graduate. Yeah. Graduated students. Number 64, APB Reloaded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I kind of want to check that out now that I have a more competent computer. Yeah, like I remember the the short time we played that, having some fun times. That like you know the amounts of customization in like styles and stuff was you know near Forza levels, so they were insane. And if you can make cool stuff, yeah, like you could like basically apply like layered decals to your body to make tattoos and stuff. Like, yeah. and if I recall correctly, you were able to play your own music out of cars. Uh, that sounds about right. Which is bizarre. Yeah. There was just, like, the stuff that they were doing, and they they have been doing updates for a while, at least. I was getting, you know... Emails uh, about it, yeah. Yeah, emails about, like, hey, new submachine gun this week. Check it out! Yeah. Uh, 
So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never played enough of that game to get a feel for, like, the grind of it, but just, like, the base concept of, like, you know, here is a massively multiplayer big city crime game. Like, yeah. you know, we... Like this year, we had uh, yeah, well, I was GTA say. Online that a lot of people were kind of like super disappointed about because it was largely instanced. Well, so right, like that—that uh, that was kind of my big update news for this was that you know now GTA Online exists. Um, but you know it, it, that it is still a different feel from that. GTA Online is. I don't want to say it's more realistic, but you know the whole thing about getting items. Or, or having to put money in the banks so that way you don't lose it when you die being able to own a car. Like, some of that is in APB, but I always had the feeling in, in APB that, like, you know, it was almost a world full of, like, not exactly superheroes, but, like, just watching all of the other fights go by made the world seem super insane. Mm-hmm. Where, like, GTA Online might, because it's instant, so, you know, the people running around in the city, like, they may keep, it may be, like, a less chaotic experience than that. Um, which, if you're going to one of these games, why do you want a less chaotic experience? <laughs> That's my question. I don't know. Like, going around in, in GTA 4 that I've been playing a bunch of, like, it's alright to just sort of go around. Like, a, a crazy thing happened in the story, and I just drove down to the docks and just stared out for a while, just trying to think about it all. Standing on a shopping cart. <laughs> But you can still go play APB if you want to and, like, paint yourself blue and play Scatman out of your truck all day. And then have it give you, like, shitty generated missions. Because that's how, how all the missions were. It was just like, we just found some people and now you're versus them. Yeah, yeah. But then everybody, like, drops out and that's sort of a... I think that's why there wasn't really a grind because just, like, things kept, like, failing because everything is player-driven and it's an MMO and it was kind of nuts and unstable forever. Because don't forget, that was a game where, like, it used to be a paid-for product. Yeah, yeah. That then got completely revamped. Then, you know, stopped being sold and got completely revamped again before being released as free-to-play. I don't remember it being so unstable. I do remember getting, like, like being at low level and getting match-made into, like, just one-on-one grab-ass matches of, like, okay, I killed you, now I'm just going to run up here and, like, spray this graffiti or whatever, and oops, now you killed me, but, you know, just yeah. kind of meh. I also remember, like, the progression being almost incomprehensible. <laughs> like, depending on... I want to like the concept of that game, though. Yeah, but no, again, so like, I. I haven't played it in so long, I can't actually speak to what it is now. Yeah. All right, so let's let's not dwindle on it. It's it's still there. They have done some work to it. Dwell. Uh, let's dwindle our dwelling God damn it. Um, move on. Okay. So, moving on to 65, uh, Harm's Way and Crash Course which, if you recall, were Dorito-sponsored free games on the X-Bla. Yep. Uh, the developer Bongfish went on to <laughs> make a Red Bull-sponsored Connect uh, game. Okay. I have no idea what that's like. I imagine miserable. Uh, um, entirely possible. And an Avatar-based motocross game that looks a bit like Trials. Okay, yeah. That, I, I haven't played right. either of those, so I can't really speak to them. Yeah. Um... Number 66, Wind and Water, The Puzzle Battles. I fucking love this game. I, like, looking back on it, like, it's one of those games, like, even though in, in, a, in a certain way you look at it and the game is, you know, better and more complex and de- definitely, like, tailored for, like, high-skill players of the sort of competitive action puzzle genre, 
the competitive action puzzle genre. Puzzle action. Thank you. Fans you know, of the genre will not be disappointed. You know, your magical drops, your 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 puzzle bobbles, your competitive puzzle games. Your puzzle fighters. Yeah, yeah. Your puzzle fighters. Um like e- even though like sort of conceptually and mechanically it was more advanced, it it never became a thing that like let's go play that. It always became, you know, let's go play puzzle fighter, which I think you know, having that sort of that low barrier to entry, mm. even just in the sense of the movement, of yeah, it, like the the sort of hex rotating, was it hex rotating or triangle rotating? Triangle e- rotating, I believe. You, e- you either got, way, you that's picked still three, kind of insane. I think you picked three triangularly adjacent hexes and spun them. Yeah, um, I mean that that game, like outside of a competitive game, like had a remarkably polished like campaign mode, and I really loved all of the, the yeah, music and art and everything. Like a, a lot of work went into that game, which is like conceptually and for the product they made, I really enjoy it and appreciate it. But it it weirdly didn't have staying power just because the, it had a higher barrier to entry, and it was like it, you had to be more dedicated to it. Mm. Um, but so they've actually gone on. Uh, they were developing something called Little Ninja, which they got some dev progress updates of, which, like, I love these guys, like, on a philosophical level. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're dev... The, these were the ones that were, like, dedicated to the preservation of sprite art. Was uh, that part of their thing? It might have been. I thought um, I, I thought that was on, like, the loading screen. Oh, it very well might have been. But, like, so when they do dev updates, he's just like, yeah, we're working on this thing, and here is how I'm handling the collision detection for the ground in order to make it work. And he actually talks about, like, how he's calculating versus normals rather than versus, like, pixel things. That's really cool. But also, like, in a very down-to-earth way. Like, I was just reading it in bed one morning. I was like, all right, I I get all of this. Hmm. Like, I would have to think a bit to actually, you know, do the math to recreate it, but I understand exactly how we got there. Cool. Um. And then also they uh, they had an Indiegogo, which they put up, which they said they were going to move to Kickstarter, but I couldn't find any trace of it on Kickstarter, mm. uh, where basically they were going to do a, a game called GameStar, where you play as hero protagonist GameStar. Um, you remember what Evil Land was kind of doing for yeah, yeah. RPGs? Well, they were kind of doing it for, I guess, like platformers. Okay. You know, just sort of like, you know, take a guy and you take him through like the history of a genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looked like it was going to be like a, a you know, jump around, shooting Mega Man maybe style kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, sent they took down to Indiegogo and oh. they were going to put up a Kickstarter, it sounded like, but I couldn't find a trace of it. Maybe this is actually just like still ongoing right now. Mm. Um, that sounds super interesting. I hope it's alive somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I hope the it sounded like that was, you know, they were going to like make it like a pull some other devs in on it and make it like a passion project. Mm. Uh, but you know everything on Kickstarter has to be made to sound like a passion project. Yeah. Uh, but still, I I really I philosophically like those guys. I like what they do. I like the reason they they do their things. Mm. And uh, I hope they're working on something good right now, even if I'm not able to hear about it. Uh, number sixty-seven, Team Fortress Two, Part mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Fortress was illegalized in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I have no idea what's up with that game these days. Uh, a guy I know on Twitter made a map called Tomb Fort. It's a play on Two Fort, but with the Egyptian tile set sort of look. Yeah, like a Unreal Tournament. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to cut this right after it was illegalized, and then we're going to go on to the next one. Okay. No, I actually want to <laughs> plug that. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
Number 68, Mega Mech. So that was the uh, Battle Tech yep. thing. Yep. Um, they're actually still working on that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. sort of a lot of stuff around it. Um, there, there was something about, uh, no, e- even stuff like core to it about, you know, making sure all the rules work and all of that. Because, uh, you know, edge cases with complex rule sets like a battle tech would have. Yeah, yeah. But there also seems to be a lot of stuff that goes on around it as far as, you know, like websites or like database websites dedicated to like storing your pre-configured armies Jeez. for when people have like, you know, month long campaigns that they run through Mega Mech. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and like you know, the servers to keep track of where people are in those campaigns. So uh, people people still like it. People still it's it's big. Um, every once in a while, Andrew and I will just be like, we should play around a Mega Mech. And like, if we're just like sitting there and it's like eleven o'clock, we'll just boot it up and just you know, we'll just let that play while we're sitting and like watching bullshit on TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Number sixty nine is Vindictus. Uh, or Mabinogi Heroes, depending. Um, that game's still around. Uh, I didn't boot it up, but I did look at the website. Um, they recently added like a PvP arena thing. If you want to do that, really, I still like the the combat in that game. Like it, it has, you know, a, a really pretty responsive action game style to it. Out of all the like free to play style games like that, you know, with a party system, basically, mm-hmm. I'd say it's the one that felt most like a character action game. And yeah, yeah that those are just always feel better to play to me like the grappling and everything is is super good yeah they hit people with a freaking tree yeah oh, um, i like that guy yeah so i mean that game is still up and still around the name is still super dumb yep <laughs> number 70 command and conquer like the originals um so they made that free to play command and conquer which is not an RTS. It's basically a Facebook game. Wait, really? I'm pretty sure. It, it looks enough like that's the case that I don't even want to touch it. Mm. Um, and so when we talked about it, we were talking about they had released, it was for like their 20th anniversary or something. They mm-hmm. just released the original Command & Conquers for free. Uh, I had a little trouble finding that website. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, it was so outdated, and at this point, if you're looking for, like, you know, a real RTS, StarCraft Two, you can basically just get in for free now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's also just, like, probably better in just about every way. Well, I mean, they're they're different styles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're different style. but who's the person who just wants to build a million tanks? Okay, wait, that's me. <laughs> Okay, uh, if you look hard enough, you can probably still find it. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not like nobody's pushing it and trying to make it easy to get to these days. Number 71 is uh, a bunch of tabletop games that we talked about all together. Uh, Button Men, Kings of the Ring, and How to Host a Dungeon. Yep. Um, I have no idea what's up with any of those. <laughs> I actually tried to look up some Kings of the Ring stuff because I still really enjoy that game because mm-hmm. uh, it's just so simple. Um, but yeah, some of those things like came out of like game jams or were like one off or like the only place I can find them is like on the websites which compile like free PDF game yeah. set rules. I mean, these were games that like you know super independent people, you know, one or two person 
team things brought to a con. Yeah. Like, um, although, uh, was it button men? Mm-hmm. They were, I think they were actually trying to, you know, with the whole button aspect, they were yeah, trying yeah. to make products out of that. Uh, but I don't know if that ever went anywhere. And I don't know if that game was really good enough to, uh, want to go put a lot of money down on anyway. Shots fired. I'm just saying, I remember it being a thing. <laughs> Well, I think that maybe you should just give them some slack. It's not really our position here to fucking cast judgments like that. But we review stuff, so it kind of is. If we just keep going higher, eventually, I don't know what happens. The cats will run away. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Number 72. Goldthwait in it. Hydora. Oh, dude. Hydora's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, local, local Malito. I really uh, love this guy. Yeah, no, he's still awesome. He's still making stuff. Uh, he's got like four or five new games that he's put on his site yeah, since yeah. then. Maldita um, Castilla. Uh, Garodian, and they came from Verminest. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a game called Endless Forms Most Beautiful, which I really want to check out because uh, it is described as having brain-crashing mechanics. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, don't forget that that dude puts out like you can buy, like, physical copies of all his games. Yeah, yeah. he just kind of, like, burns it to a disc and puts it in a DVD case. And you can also get, like, posters and trading cards yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, that is kind of, like, throwback stuff. But I love it. Like, the, I would love to get all of that stuff. This is another guy who's, like... Like, a lot of people like to shit on, like, oh, indie game, retro aesthetic, pixels, blah. But, like, this is another guy that's, like, just really dedicated to that that era of aesthetic yeah that i i really also appreciate it, it also he like a lot of like developers who talk about that aesthetic they're just like yeah no we want to like evoke that time and we want to like you know take the first steps and having it be a resurgence this guy's just like no i kind of made this game and it's pretty cool and i also made some trading cards so here yeah yeah <laughs> you want them yeah, 10 bucks like there, there's no pretension about it. It's just like this is he just does it. What he likes and what he makes. Yeah, but he, he had he has no bigger aims of making a movement. He just does it. It's great. Yeah, which, which is great because when you're not trying to do a whole movement, you can just do it. It may not catch on, but you will have done it. It's great. Number seventy three is Stealth Bastard. Yeah, uh, and this is one that we actually talked about before the uh, we started recording the first episode because we both kind of feel like Stealth Bastard kind of got some short shrift. Yeah, um, like it it came out just before the very similar uh, Mark of the Ninja, which was like widely hailed for you know oh they finally made stealth mechanics good like you know by putting it down to just two dimensions you can communicate so much more about like you know, where you're really in stealth and who can see you and, like, nobody's ever done this before. And it's like, yeah, but, like, this indie did it, like, a year ago. Yeah. Um, But, like, saltiness aside, uh, it's been uh, expanded on and re-released in a package called Stealth Inc., uh, which is available on... uh, Steam? Steam and, I believe, PS3 and Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to PS4. Uh, I don't know if it's later this year or eventually. Uh, the developer of Self Bastard, it seems like, has actually been involved with porting a lot of indie games to Sony platforms. So mm-hmm. that's what they're up to now. Okay. I, I mean, you know, if 
especially because you know part one of the selling points of the PS4 was like we're kind to indie devs, which you know sort mm-hmm. of bumps a Ouya into the dimensional void <laughs> um, with their big old PS butt. Uh, <laughs> but because of that, and, and if they're going to come to that too, then if they've been passed over twice now, once because they came out right before Mark of the Ninja with like not enough marketing, and they came out right after Mark of the Ninja, but you know had not been particularly like picked up because Mark of the Ninja had just gotten popular for it. Yeah, yeah. Like if they're gonna come out and they're going to be that style of game, and Mark of the Ninja's not coming along with it. <laughs> That means that they may actually get picked up a little bit on now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, that would be really nice to see for them because that, that game is still the, – the movement on it is so crisp. It's so clear. The, the like I really like the art style. Yeah, the, the level editor and just they did an amazing job of like that feedback about trying to fix a stealth game. Yeah, yeah. Which that everyone said Mark and the Ninja did so well. They did it at least as well earlier. But, I mean, let – I'm going to shots fired at just people <laughs> not, who... Just, just not focusing on, you know, uh, the... I, I, can't help to... but, I can't help but focus on it because I my issues with Zeitgeist. Yeah. Because it's, it's mob mentality and it's just... Just because you did it doesn't mean you're going to be as successful as the person who did it and got popular. Yeah. But and that's a shame. Regardless of that, it is still like a super solid game, and I would recommend you check it out in whatever form is most equitable to you because you know there's a variety of ways you can get it now. Yeah, and even the the free version, I believe you can still get that version because mm. uh, it is Stealth Bastard, not Stealth Inc. Uh, that had the the level editor, and there was a ton of of user generated levels. Mm. Uh, I remember going and checking out a whole bunch of those for like a while after we talked about it, um, and a lot of them were really good. So go play Stealth Bastard. Number 74, Nitronic Rush. That game's still dope. Yep. Uh, uh, sorry for clipping so hard. <laughs> I still I'm really, back off the mic for a bit. I still really like the soundtrack from it. Yeah, the music is so good. I wish there was... Did that game have a level editor? I don't know. That was a, a Digipen, right? That was another Digipen game. So, you know, it was short and we'll probably not see anything like it ever again. Um, but super good. Yeah, well, I mean, a... wasn't like Narbacular drop a Digipen game? Uh, yes. And man, maybe the Nitronic team gets bought by Valve four years from now. Uh, d- <laughs> like if it. if Criterion wanted to pick them up, all right, now maybe we could. Talk, <laughs> okay, yeah, right? okay. Uh, but I don't know that's happening because Criterion doesn't even know what it's doing. Yeah. Um. Number 75, Team Fortress Arcade, uh, which was the sort of 2D demake of Team Fortress 2. Uh, somehow, like, has survived to this day, has not been taken down by Valve. They're pretty cool with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the developer has, like, gone on to do anything else or, you know, anything else under that name. So. Yeah, like, that was that was sort of like a one and off, like, hey, I did this thing. And then, you know. Like, like that was never meant to, to have, like, a big push or become a big thing. And I was just like, ah, I made this for fun. Yeah. You know, D-Make competitions happen every so often. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, that's about it. Number 76, MechWarrior 4. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want an update from MechWarrior 4, maybe we could, like, mention that Hawken exists now. Yeah. But to be fair, you know, that is a, that's a, a hugely a different, different experience. Style game. Um 
if you can deal with their uh their like proprietary torrenting client yeah um you can still get it you can still play it they put that community pack in there and it's still you know a worthwhile experience i'm I not mean, i'm not sure if the community is still up and going if, on it if you're looking for a game in that style that people are playing like there's mech warrior online yeah which i have played and it's pretty fucking solid it but is that does that feel riddled with freemium hooks not really no no that's good to know well, because it, it has that sort of World of Tanks style, like, if your mech is destroyed in battle, you have to wait for that fight to end before you can fix it? Or am I imagining things? I don't know if it does. Okay. I thought I'd heard that was the case. I mean, but... it, even if it is, like, that's not, like... No, that's not terrible. Super harsh. Like, compare that to fucking Counter-Strike. Oh, if you die in Counter-Strike, you need to wait until the end of the game until you can play again. Yeah. Free-to-play shit. Um, no, I mean, like, it, it's got... I think it, it has a similar system to, like... Uh, what's it called blacklight where they kind of put out like hero mechs mm. where it's pretty much just like you know here's this crazy customized thing customized thing with like a crazy paint job and stuff but you know i don't think they sell anything that you can't get pretty reasonably all right um i, I don't know maybe it's just me but i i definitely prefer the feeling of having like a closed system yeah for my games than, yeah definitely like to being able to just like all right we both downloaded MechWarrior 4, let's just connect our computers together and get rid of the rest of the internet, and you can still have a good time with it. And then... But if you are looking for players, yeah, there's players yeah. there. If you want players and you don't want to have to get into, you know, some forum where you find out about who's running, like, shantytown tournaments. Hey, do I have the right port open to connect to my friend? Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's there's alternatives for that now. Hawk in for like a more faster paced arcade shooter thing or Mech Warrior Online. Uh, number 77 is Puyo Puyo and Frozen Bubble. Okay. Uh, I believe we were talking about the Puyo Puyo Online client. Yep. Puyo Puyo Versus. Um, I think that's still around. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think that's gotten like annihilated. No. I, I mean, it's already. I mean, it was pretty much like Puyo Puyo feature complete at the time. So I don't know if any ongoing work has been done on that. Yeah. And it, like, is still probably a pretty questionable legal state. So I don't know if, like, the developer has done anything under, like, I don't even know yeah, who I do, I don't made even know that Puyo was Puyo a, versus somebody who likes Puyo and had a weekend. Frozen Bubble is still probably attached to various Linux distros. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, Frozen Bubble is a good game. Yeah, it's like a, it's like Frozen Bubble, but open yeah. source. Number 78, Merry Gear Solid. And Merry Gear Solid 2. <laughs> oh uh, so, once every seventh full moon, mm-hmm. Podunkian appears out of the mists and says... Hey, I'm going to eat pancakes for breakfast. And then there is an attached picture of a work in progress of a polygonal Mary Gear Solid 3. Yep. Although, like, I think he spends most of his meantime. He was doing, like, Adult Swim games for a yeah, while. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still working on that. I think they do a lot of stuff, like, on commission. So, like, somebody will come in and work on, like, one or two games. And yeah. it's not a permanent thing. Um, I mean, he's probably spending a lot of time on the underside, right? Sure. He made that. Uh, <laughs> he made that Puzzle Monsters game, which was yeah, like which is tremendous. Bubble Bobble and uh, Pokemon, but he hasn't you know done anything with that in a long time. So we played the, like the last known version of it a while ago. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's still a fun as heck. Yeah, game. no. Um, 
don't know. He like added in extra colors that way there wouldn't be like giant change, and I think that made it less fun. But that's just me, and I like crazy things. Mm. He added like two or three more monsters in that update too, though, if that, I recall. That he did. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah. Number seventy nine, desktop tower defense, Gemcraft Labyrinth slash towers. Man, if you want like some free to play tower defense games, the StarCraft II arcade is available for free for all comers. Yeah. Also, you can just like stick your head out the window and shout like Google, bring me tower defense and like something will come up. They'll fucking mail you a tower defense game. They're ubiquitous. You can never escape them. Do you have a phone? Your phone is currently playing tower defense games. You don't even know. Actually, in a weird way, I want to say that, like, desktop tower defense, which was, like, the original, is still kind of, like, your everyone's main go-to. Is it? As far as I know. Like, even though there are some others that, you know... Like, I remember Gemcraft being interesting because it was, like, you don't just buy the towers. You, like, you buy gems, which then you combine yeah, and yeah. that whole system to make the towers. So, like, you know, there's always a twist That game's on in it. StarCraft. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you would like a recommendation for a portable game, I would recommend Defense Witches. It's very cute. Okay. It sounds cute. Available on your iOS device. Number 80, Cloud. <laughs> so, I never rem- realized this, but uh, Cloud was made by that game company. Yep. Which, as we know, has gone on to make a number of other machine gunless games, such as Flower. Low and the award-winning Journey. Journey is so good. Journey's pretty good. Uh, so that's what they've been doing. If you've got a PlayStation and you haven't played Journey yet, I'm going to punch you on your dumb nose. Well, because I think they released like that on disc, that game company collection, which was Flow, Flower, and Journey. Nice. All on one disc. So check that out if you haven't. Number 81, a bunch of <laughs> Facebook games. The Sims Social, <laughs> Risk Factions, Bejeweled Blitz, and Tetris Friends. Uh, Sims Social was shut down. Risk Factions on Facebook has shut down. Bejeweled Blitz still seems to be there. Tetris still seems to be there. Yeah, Tetris got like its own website, which does not integrate with the Facebook version, but also like has its own bonuses. So it's got a separate friends list, but you can... like. Oh, jeez. But you can, like, buy a whole bunch of graphical sets, and there's more, like, versus modes um, and stuff. Okay. Uh, and Bejeweled Blitz, I got it on my iPod. You can play it in Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Number 82, Quake Live. Hey, you like Quake 3? Eh, it's all right. All right. Well, so every 90 days, they <laughs> send me an email that says my account's about to be shut down because I haven't been to Quake Live for the past 90 days. Oh, yeah? Um... Which gets me to go back to that site, log in, and sometimes play around. And yeah. you know what? Like, that totally holds up as just, you know, your, your like, core Twitch uh, yeah, yeah. competitive shooter. Like, it's it's not class-based. Yeah, yeah. It's not slow. There's no vehicles. It's just a dude, a lightning gun, and some jump pads. I mean, it's, it's like, entirely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stateless. Like, the whole game is just in the competition of it like it's not like in call of duty on like your third prestige you're like uh, i don't know i'm not really getting much out of these bars going up anymore it's just like no if if you like you know quake 3 combat it is going to be quake 3 combat forever, forever. yeah which it, it it is a good 
It's a good baseline. Mm. Like that is it continues to be the control of like a competitive first person shooter without regenerating health. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's health packs in that game. Yeah, yeah. There's like health packs and armor shards. It's weird how much that seems like a throwback now. I know. But you wanna know what the thing is? I still like that. It yeah, yeah. it's definitely different and it's weird, but like going back and playing that sometimes makes me appreciate that like this isn't necessarily better than regenerating health. Like it it's it changes, like, we've talked about this before, but it changes the game where, like, you need to focus on your own survivability instead of just, like, waiting a while and then, you know, the next time you see a dude, yeah, yeah. The, your state is reset. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a different style, and they both can be enjoyable as long as, you know, what's around them supports it. But, mm. like, at the same time, like, I guess, like, the most baseline thing would be, like, the Quake 3 arena weapons and, like, map layouts and stuff, but with regenerating health. That is, like, the most minimalist you can get, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Shoot Mania has, like... I don't even know how health works in Shoot Mania. I don't think it comes back or there's health packs or anything, because it's, like... If, I, I When I played that game, I only played the, the three-on-one game mode, which is so interesting. Yeah, it is, actually. Um, Dang. <laughs> Qu- Quake like the Qu- Quake 3 Arena like first of all if you if you enjoy that style of game it still totally stands up you can still go play it it's easy you can go there and just get into a match like people are still actually playing that all the time mm-hmm. um, and it also I think holds up as like a control for comparing to other types of games like it, I don't know if it is like the baseline anymore because you know regenerating health shooters exist but at the same time like it's interesting to see like you know what works about both of them and yeah, yeah. what mechanics would, you know, work in which kind of a game. It, it's a classic and important to the genre. Yeah, it is a touchstone. But that holds up. Okay. Uh, number 83 is Diggin' Rig. Yeah. Uh, another Digipen game, if I recall correctly. Yep. Um, which I enjoyed very much. Um, like, of... of there's, there's a lot of games that came out of the Digipen Institute that we've covered, and this is one of my favorites, um, both, like, from the aesthetic of it as well as just the gameplay. Uh, I do not know what the developer has gone on to do because, you know, it was a student. Um, I do know, I remember I had trouble playing uh, Diggin' Rig in Windows 8. Um, I certainly haven't tried it in Windows 8. Yeah, I I never managed to get that to work. Uh, So you may have trouble playing it, but I would recommend that you check out this game if you haven't. It's very fun. If if you like a a finite Diggin' game. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it reminds me a lot of uh, SteamWorld Dig, which came out on the, the 3DS. Oh, yeah. It's a very similar sort of style of game. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good comparison. So if you played Dig and Rig and you were like, oh, man, I want to play something else like this, but I don't know other games of this style. SteamWorld Dig. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Maybe that's where the dude went. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Number 84, Tribes Ascend. That's a good-ass game, kind of. So, uh... Tribes Ascend was High Res Studios. Yep, and so they went on to do Global Agenda. Yep, which was uh, well, another. I, I don't know MMO if they shooter. went on to do that. I think that was before Tribes Ascend. Really? Yeah. Well, that's another thing they do. Yeah, yeah. And also, they're doing or did Smite. Actually, uh, main development on Tribes Ascend actually pretty much stopped in favor of focusing on Smite. Okay. Basically, chasing that MOBA dollar. Yeah. Um, but. 
at the point where Tribes Ascend got, they added quite a lot to each class kit that I think kind of uh, addressed one of the game's major problems, which was that each class was, like, very confined. They basically had, like, at, at launch, they had, like, a secondary weapon and a choice of two primary weapons mm. and a pack and a grenade, and, like, that was it. Um, but at this point, there were a lot of different options for each class. Uh, you know, some of them just sort of variants on the original weapon, Others, like, very different. Um, they actually added a couple weapons that you can... That are not class unique. Um, so they they opened the game up a bit more. Not to the level that the original Tribes games were. Uh, but it is still a very good-looking game with a lot of very interesting maps. Um, and a really good sense of, you know, speed and the skiing is very fun and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, Whenever I try to think about tribes, I always have to like catch myself because I'm thinking about Planetside Two. Yep. Um, maybe that's just because I never got into it. But uh, is there any sort of comparison to be made there? Not really. They're very different. <laughs> All right. So I'm just insane. I mean, they're both. Uh... The, the, just with just with like, uh, especially in the sense of like the the loadouts and your kits and sort of making it not exactly class based, but you know. The, I like, mean, certain things you pick will confine the other things you can pick, and that's almost being class-based, except not everyone has a jetpack. I mean, it, it is class-based. There are, like, eight different classes or oh, yeah. whatever. Or well, nine. Well, so, was the, like, Star Siege Tribes class-based? Because I, I remember just being able to, like, go the, to the a The original a Tribes games, there were three, uh, basically, levels of armor that you had, mm-hmm. which influenced your health, your jetpacking ability, and... There were a handful of things that they affected, like uh, only the light armor could use the sniper rifle and only the heavy armor could use the mortar. But beyond that, you were basically free to make whatever combination you wanted. Like there wasn't like, you know, an infiltrator class and a scout sniper class. But, you know, with the light armor, you could choose to have like a cloaking pack and a shock lance or a an energy pack and a sniper rifle or just do something completely different. If you wanted to have a light armor with a shield pack and a grenade launcher, like you could do that. Mm. Like you were free to well, just so, build whatever you wanted. Well, so I think that's where my comparison kind of comes in. Cause like, I also remember it having like, you know, vehicles yep. and there are bases that you need to like take out the shield generator so you can take out the inside of the base and yep. destroy things. And a lot of that sounds like I could be describing planet side too, except for the like huge scale of just like, you know, a fight you didn't know was going on is just about to donate 20 guys to your fight like that. When I, when I think, cause I never got into it. That feels like the, the, big difference the the focus of of tribes is not on that sort of stuff though it's very much about like you know the capture the flag chasing and running and all that it's very much about the speed of the game okay all right (laughs) it's less about holding out and more about like an actual like running and yeah yeah sort of like movement zoning yeah yeah it's closer to like a quick three for that matter yeah okay it 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 is a a even though the it's dressing not, looks the same, the actual like yeah, what it, you're it's, doing, it's is not an enough. MMO game. Like yeah. it, it's still you know a first to three caps, you know, capture the flag game, just on a larger scale than well, not even on a much larger scale than some other games. Like I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, number eighty five, Realm of the Mad God. I don't know what the fuck is up with this game. I never really liked it very much. Anyway, yeah, Realm of the Mad God was like trying to be like in. MMO RPG Bullet Hell. It was, I, 
played it and I was like, oh man, this should be great. And then no, it, just it was a wasn't. hot mess. It was yeah, it like kind of unplayable. So much MMO jank about just noise everywhere, and you don't know what you're supposed to be or could be doing. And the engine just wasn't great to to do. Be like a, it wasn't a great engine for like a bullet hell thing. So. So yeah, there's your realm of the mad god update. It's still Sorry. there. <laughs> like it's it's still on Steam. You can still go get it. I imagine they must have done some updates, but I don't know if it's worth playing. I yeah. It, yeah, I just got so turned off to it the first time. Like yeah, the first time I dove into that game, it just seemed unplayable because there were so many people just like running around, spewing bullets, dragging mobs everywhere. Yeah, and I can't imagine what that game is like in the opposite situation where you're just alone. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. I don't know. 86, Mario. Uh, this was the... <laughs> well, it's spelled with a zero. How else would you differentiate it? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, well, that's going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah. that This is the Mario... Ness Mario Brothers and Portal mashup game. Yeah. Uh, which, back in the day, was fantastic. Uh, I forget exactly when we talked about it, but... Uh, if you... uh, It was in episode 86. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there has been a, a, a lot of development work done on it. I believe it, it is still currently, you know, getting features added to it. It's still up? Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, this never got taken down. Weird. But freaking Streets of Rage Remake got taken down. Snibex got taken down. What kind of bullcrap is all that. But so now, like, you know, there's up to, like, six-player online co-op is getting Whoa. added in. There's a lot of hats. They are adding more and more elements to the level editor so people can make crazy things. There's already like a built-in user-created level pack browser built into the game. Maybe the trick is that you need to violate two copyrights at the same time. And then they fight over which one's going to fight you. Yeah. And then the, the dragons eat each other. Yeah. All right. That... Gabe Newell... He's a dragon. It... <laughs> Like, he is just... <laughs> I'm glad this has tickled you so. I, I, who's the, the fucking... What's his name? The Nintendo guy. What's the Nintendo guy's name? You know, the Nintendo guy? Uh, the only name I can remember is Reggie. The only thing I'm remembering is Potato Moto. The head of Nintendo... And Gabe Newell are just like standing on opposite cliffs above a raging sea. Gabe Newell's like ridiculous knives glinting in the lightning. <laughs> Iwata, that's his name, just has that just expressionless face. Just just such a blank slate, but you can see the rage behind his eyes. And also you can see, like, the shadows at his feet just, like, bubbling and escaping the plane of the ground. <laughs> so that's what's up with that game. Oh, man. I Two Titans. Yeah. Continually locked. But, yeah, that's a good game and another one I need to throw on my uh, couch coop list. Because I mm. believe it has a split-screen multiplayer as well. Cool. Number 87, Iconoclasts and Pilo Nouveau. Iconoclasts Man still has not released the Iconoclasts. Yep. Uh, I should actually check on the, the progress of Pilo Nouveau. Like, I should have done that for this sort of update. But... Was that not a, a like final release? I thought no. that was... Oh. No, that was like a quarter of the game, if that. Oh. Yeah. Shit, I should have checked on that as well. I, I thought that was a finished product. I thought that was done. No, there was like... 
from from what it was looking like, there was a lot more to do with that game. Oh, dang. And it, 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 I remember that one being a strange one, because like, if you play like the, the first level of it, it's got like a couple of stolen graphics and like Mario noises on springs, and it seemed like really too easy. But then... You know, you get to like the second level, and it becomes like a pixel perfect platformer, and like lots of tricky stuff, and it got really, really good right after people would normally lose interest in it. Uh, so, according to the developer's website, it's work in process. It's work in progress. Progress is my current project. Uh, let me see. Final demo was released five twenty eleven. So I don't know. What's been going on since then? Hey, life gets in the way. Yeah, nature finds a way. Yay! Uh, no news is slow news. Uh, let me see. No, development is ongoing. Uh, I see a big post here about stage 3-2, so if that's beyond what was in the release that you played. Um, uh, that post is from 2012, however. That post is from August of 2012. So... I, I will try to dive into that, because that game showed a lot of promise. Yeah. I may just play the, the last release again, yep. if it hasn't been updated. Uh, but yeah, last updated, August of 2012, from what I can say. Number 88, Air Buccaneers HD. Yeah. So, uh, like, I was looking at it, and, like, the last sort of news I remember relating to this was that Guns of Icarus became a thing. Yeah. Like, I also remember that when we, like, talked about this last, we had a whole bunch of suggestions for what they should do, including, like, Sky Monsters, and apparently they did put some of that into the game. Yeah, I believe there's, like, a, a Kraken on a ship in some game modes. Yeah, so they, they put a, a bunch of work into it, um, but it seems that they've, uh, like, either that slowed down or any community they had probably got pulled over because, you know, a similar game was on a more popular platform. They were both on Steam. They're both on Steam? Uh, yeah, Airbus News is on Steam. Oh, weird. I mean, they are, like, in in the fact that they're both, like, team deathmatch games where you're in airships, they are very similar games. Uh, Guns of Icarus has a lot more about, uh, like, ship customization and, like, player roles. Like, there are explicit classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in in a way... I think uh, Air Buccaneers is a more streamlined experience. Mm. Um, like, it, you could kind of make a comparison between, you know, something like Quake 3 versus a modern shooter is Air Buccaneers versus Guns of Icarus. Like, Guns of Icarus has a lot of, like, between-match stat tracking. Like, okay, you repaired this thing this many times. You used this tool on this thing so many times. Mm. Uh, you know, they're you customize class loadouts and stuff. It is a more complex game. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that makes it a better game. Like, I, I like both yeah, of these, I, I, but I, if, if you prefer, like, a more streamlined experience, like, and I don't play either of them very often, but I think I might be interested in playing Air Buccaneers more often than I would be interested in playing Guns of Icarus. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not sitting here saying that it is a better experience, but I'm saying there was some stroke that made Guns of Icarus more popular because I never heard of like there was never really a buzz about Air Buccaneers except yeah. from us. Whereas Guns of Icarus just appeared one day and then was sort of all around. You you never saw like Total Biscuit versus Yogg's Cast in Air Buccaneers. Yeah, so this the. And I think that they're similar enough that when you have one of them... Yeah, then they, they definitely... There, there, there is a, a big enough comparison point that, you know, 
unless people are looking to explore that genre further, they're just be like, I already have the one I play and it's the one where everybody is because it's the one where everybody is. And that's what happens. See, now you want to play your Buccaneers. No, I kind of want to play Guns of Icarus. See? Ooh, ooh. I still haven't played it, actually. It's pretty good. Mm. I gifted you a copy, didn't I? I don't think so. Or did I give it to Jansen? I had an extra copy. I don't think I have it. Shit, I'll, I'll did check. I give it to Jansen? He never Maybe. fucking played it if I did. Uh-uh. What a shit. Yeah. It was on sale, and I, I picked up a couple copies. Sorry. Um... Number 89 is uh, Spelunky, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe when we originally talked about this game, we mentioned the currently in development Xbox release of the game, which is when it fucking exploded. Yeah. Um, since but, we've talked about this game, like I'm, I'm sure it, it you're was like, aware of it now. It was about two days after we recorded the Spelunky podcast that they announced the July 4th release date of the X-Blast Spelunky. Yeah, so it, it's become something of an institution at this point. I'm sure you're like, you know, there, there's been stories recently of like the fucking, the massive, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, undertaking of eggplant runs and all sorts of nonsense. You know, people documenting their fucking... uh, My words are failing me. Undertaking to get to Yama and all that. Like, it's become... And also uh, just the fact that the, 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 like... This like streamable, like you know, yeah, people yeah. like watching Massacre and Spelunky made that take off in a crazy way, and like you know, now like not just competitions are streamed, but like you know, the Spelunky streams happened before Dark Souls streams were happening, and and all that stuff. I think uh, some people I'm just gonna shrug at you. <laughs> that some people will try and like say that Spelunky was the cause of like why you know Xbox One and PS4 have Twitch built in now. Or, like, even if it's not huh. the main cause, but, like, it was, like, again, one of the things that got most popular yeah. and I put it into the public consciousness. Yeah. Um, like, like, when we talked about this game, it was, you know, very known in this sort of indie community, and now it's just kind of an institution in, I don't know, gamer culture in general. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's its own... I sounded like the hugest shit just then! Well... <laughs> But you know, I, I don't mean to like, like say, oh, now that everybody likes it, it sucks. But like, it 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 is a a a a it, touchstone now. It is yeah. something that everyone knows. It is not so big that it created, which is its, cool. It's great. It is not so big that it's created its own genre. But it is, yeah, it it is a, a touchstone. It is a benchmark. It is it is something that you can say spelunky, and that evokes a lot of things. Yeah, I'm sure so it's a status symbol, a yeah. like among people. That's like, oh yeah, I made it to Yama. So, that's Spelunky. Spelunky happened. It got a PC release. Yeah, Spelunky fucking happened, you guys. <laughs> and you know I'm about sure it. you're you aware of it. You don't need us to tell you about Spelunky now. Number 90, Blacklight Retribution. Uh, that's still up. That's still going. They also, you know, do tournaments and stuff. Yep. Uh, I believe they've started working on... Uh, the studio has started, like, has other game projects going. Yeah. Uh... Because my updates from them are not just about Blacklight Retribution anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you can just... It, it really hasn't changed a lot. Like, you know, some of the, the like, 
pricing balances have changed a little, but like overall the system is the same as it ever was. A lot of the maps are the same. I think there's a, a fair bit of creep that's happened in some of the the weapon customization stuff. Like something I've noticed is that they keep releasing like different receivers. Mm. It. If you're not familiar with the game, it, it's you know it it has a a very in depth gun customization thing where it's not just like oh I'm gonna put this scope and you know this foregrip or whatever on. It's like no I I want this receiver and I want it to have this style of magazine and this stock and this optic and this barrel and this you know so it it has a very sort of granular uh, customization thing which it kind of weirds me out that they keep adding like, okay, this is the heavy assault rifle receiver. This one does a little bit more damage, but has heavier recoil than the standard assault rifle. It's like, yeah, but like I, I could have already done that with all this other customization stuff you have here. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, but whatever. It's like, okay, this is the SMG and this is the CQB SMG and this is the stealth SMG. It, it's, I find it weird that there... Yeah, there, there is a little... Almost, I remember talking about this. It on, seems kind of counterintuitive. It, it reminds me of like the the Team Fortress thing, uh, talking about the bloat there. Where like when you get into the fact that you know the difference in weapons has to do with percentages, mm. then that you know you're aiming for trouble. Um, one thing that they have started doing is they'll have like a weekly free like yeah, yeah. weapon, and those are pretty fun to play around with. But also one thing that hasn't changed is that kind of the winning combination is an SMG with incendiary rounds. Like I think that's still like one of the more preferred loadouts. Yeah. Um, um yes, yeah, incendiary rounds are bullshit. But but uh if you it, if you... it just seems strange to me that they they like create all these different weapon platforms that are different from each other in very minute ways yeah. when that was already the point of being able to customize all the other pieces on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's that's the only other way to go because again, you want to go back to talking about like a Quake Three as like a touchstone for yeah, uh, like you know the, the plasma re- guns, the plasma gun, the yeah. shotguns, the shotgun. The reason there are nine guns is because they are all like like they all do a distinct thing. Yeah, they do a distinct thing. You could say they serve a distinct purpose. They all like behave in a very distinct way that is more than just uh, percentage differences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, if you're getting away from that, then there's kind of only one place left to go. And it is towards infinity, I guess. Apparently. Um, but uh, if you want to talk about, you know, an update in sort of the genre of build your own gun games, Loadout is also now a free-to-play game that you can get on Steam that's kind of about building your gun, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, it's a little gross. It there's a number I don't really of, like the art style at all. Yeah, there's like a number of like attitude things about that game that you know, it's just the style and like the way you can like blow chunks of meat off and just see bones but it doesn't actually make any mechanical not even that it doesn't make a mechanical distance i don't like seeing bone sticking yeah, out like that's you can play as like a comically fat guy wearing a princess tutu and then he can get shot in the head so that his entire head blows off and then he falls over but still has the strength to flip you off yeah that's the sort of game it is and it's not cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. You never <laughs> call down a robot suit. That game has robot suits. That game yeah. is still... Blacklight's pretty fucking good. I, I, the, the visor. The visor is yeah. still such a, a, game a has strong mechanic. Built-in wall hacks. Yeah. Just on a cooldown. Yo. I still, ju- I still do like jumping into that game from time to time. Yeah. Like, like if I don't have anybody to... If, if there are no new Borderlands for me to play and I want huh. an aim down sights game, that's a good one I go to. We haven't played Borderlands since you got it. We should do that sometime. Yeah, we should. I the need to try out right. the Mechromancer. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Or like a, a, a Black Ops or a Ghost. Those are your other look down sites games. Mm. But like, yeah, no, I did. A Blacklight, if you're sort of into a COD, but, you know, not regenerating health and you want to build your gun entirely, that's still a totally viable alternative. Yeah, it's a pretty rad game. Yep. <sighs> Number 91, Catpoke. <laughs> I streamed this game once. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the developer Squittershins uh, actually recently ran a Kickstarter raising money for a game called Merrily Perrily. Okay. Which, as far as I can tell, is an adventure game about being very thirsty. Okay. Like, very, very thirsty. Like, the thirstiest? Super thirsty. Okay. Uh, which was successful. That game's oh. funded and is in development. So, so look <laughs> forward to Merrily Parily from Squittershins. All right. Number 92, iOS games. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there, man. Yeah. Um, I picked up the Phoenix Wright trilogy on iOS. Um, is that free? No. Oh. Uh... So the way that that works is like the first, basically it's like the first three games, like the Ace Attorney, like the the, the Phoenix yeah, yeah. starring Ace Attorney games, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you get like the first case of the first game for free, mm-hmm. and then it's like fifteen bucks, and you just get the rest of the three games. Pretty solid. Yeah, it's real solid. I'm glad I picked it up. Except I picked it up, and then instead of continuing to play it, I played a lot more Animal Crossing. All right. Um. Yeah, and also, uh, I would like to talk about an iOS game. Let's talk about Retro Racing. That's one of the games that I reviewed <laughs> during my short stint with uh, RGCD. Oh yeah. Um, and is that website like still up? What yeah. happened there? Oh okay. No, yeah, they're still totally going. Um, sorry, I you just got kicked out. No, I didn't get kicked out. I said, hey, I got to stop this because like I got a job now and I can't. Ah. I'm not going to be able to put out good work. Sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, retro racing. Uh, I really like. I really want to like, but there's just not enough in it. And I actually like just today was looking around and being like, I should maybe talk to this guy if he wants help or something, because otherwise I'm just going to like get into Unity so I can rebuild it and make like an expanded thing. Jeez, like just in that genre of like top-down 2D racers. Mm-hmm. Um, like it has one of the best like physics engines I've ever felt for one of those games, which is cool because the guy who made it was like originally. Like, he made some famous top-down 2D racer for the Amiga. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Dang. Um, and so, uh, Mr. Quack, Q-W-A-K, uh, is the, the name he goes by with this. But, yeah, like, it's great. It has a two-player mode. I actually have it, uh, the PC version, mm-hmm. too, which I would like to try sometime. And, like, it's really simple, and it feels really good, but the game is, like, just, like, so, like such a small like feature list that it's like mm. like i juiced out all i could from that game in like an afternoon and i got really sad about it i mean is the racing still fun though racing is super fun and that's the thing if like if you play a multiplayer and you get the, that competitive aspect you could probably go back to it but just like as something to keep around and just something i want to play more like mm. eh, it, it, I, I ran out all right um that's ios games Number 93 was Mega Man 8-Bit Deathmatch. <laughs> a fascinating game. Yeah. Um, still around. You can still get it and play it. Um, I don't even know, like, I'm very happy that this game exists. Yep. Both as, like, a fun game to play and also just kind of a curiosity piece of, like, look at what we've got. Yeah. Like they did Here's su- where we've gone. They did such a fantastic job of like capturing the Mega Man 
like aesthetic in the Doom engine. Yeah. And also just like, you know, changing up the Doom engine to like make first person shooter versions of like Mega Man weapons. Yeah. And yeah. like like there's a lot that game does some interesting things for both Doom and Mega Man. Yeah. And I'm just so happy about it. So if you haven't checked that game out, um yeah, I that that that's really like all I have to say about it. Like it's a I don't curiosity. know, it, it, it's kind of hard to artic to articulate, but like this game just kind of fills me with a warm feeling. Yeah. It's two great tastes that you wouldn't think would taste great together. Not even just like out of a feeling of nostalgia of like, oh yeah, Mega Man and Doom, I like those things, but just like that somebody saw these things and were like, you know what? They belong together. Yeah. I can make that. I can make that. It's an achievement of the human spirit is what it is. Agreed. Number 94, Pokemomo. Oh, jeez. That is still up. That really? has not been taken down. Whoa. Streets of Rage has been taken down. <laughs> Fucking. The salt. Super Mario Bros. X has been taken down. The but salt. Pokemomo is still up. Um, and like I was looking and... Uh, in my notes, it says, this didn't get shut down yet? Crazy and kind of bullshit. With that exact salt about Streets of Rage. Um, anyway, there was a, an update from January that uh, says what they were working on. That says that what they were working on was something about like correcting breeding algorithms. Oh, weird. And also, like uh, Dave apparently like put in some sort of like league tournament matchmaking and tracking type systems oh yeah so can you like set up like a player run gym sort of thing i don't know like like right. it's it, it's enough that it's just like well it still exists and there's probably more to it than just you know watching everybody play their single player pokemon experience now. Mm. um and if that's what it is i totally want to check that out that is kind of an interesting project because i wonder how closely they hold to like Pokemon mechanics, especially like Pokemon mechanics of the generation that they're they're aping, when the series itself has gotten sort of farther away and is more willing to show you like a lot of the hidden numbers and stuff. Yeah. Well, it, it was sort of always um, trying to be a bit more than just like emulating that Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just the fact that like... It's what? You need like a ROM from of Fire Red to play it? Like what's the deal? You need a ROM of Fire Red to play it because I think it pulls like all of, like the sprite all the sprites teeth and, and stuff, stuff out of yeah. that. But you can also like throw in a ROM of Soul Silver and then it like upgrades some of the sprites and like lets you do the like Pokemon walks behind you thing. And um, what was the other thing? What a weird thing! It really is. It's just like and also just like the way that like for a while the way the mechanics were working like there were moves that you could use and then it would just pop up a debug thing that said this move is not implemented yet and like it would just like the move would work but like if it was something like like rain dance or something some like something mm -hmm. that would do an environmental effect like it would just say hey, we don't have environmental effects so the battle would just continue without that effect occurring weird yeah it, it was basically just like you know no we because we have not finished building it there are basically just wasted moves that we will allow you to do hmm so I, I guess they've, you know, continued working on that and just filling it out. Mm. Um, I wonder how far it has to get before they get shut down. It would have to get popular. Yeah. Actually. I mean, I remember the first time, like, 
I've logged into it a couple times, and it seems like there's fucking people there. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of, like... My first instinct was to say, like, 14-year-olds, but I'm sure there's a lot of college kids that are, like, doing stuff. Like, yeah. people like Pokemon. Yeah. You, you want, so you want to know what I bet you? Because of the nature of Pokemon, I bet that, like, just the fact that ROMs exist and are so readily available and, like, you know, people can just get them and do yeah. your Twitch place Pokemon and all that kind of shit. Like, I bet the existence of all of that means that, you know... If, if they started, it would be a weird... Yeah, thing like, where it's just like, okay, well, how far are they going to go? Yeah, like, it's pr- like making that go down probably doesn't get enough money for them to. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I'm sure you know, doesn't save them on the stealing. Whereas, like, yeah. if you're making a Streets of Rage remake, is that you can make like an HD Streets of Rage, which if you oh want to sell that on an XBLA, <laughs> you know, even just you basically, can't let that one go. No, I can't. I can't because like that was like two dudes rebuilding it from scratch. Just, like, by looking at it, and that is, like, such, like, a... Uh, I mean, they were still using, like, Streets of Rage sprites and stuff, right? So is Pokemon Mo. Yeah. You have, you have to get downloaded an illegal ROM in order to do that. Yeah. Like, if anything, that may be part of it, because they do not supply that. Yeah. But, you know, at some point, like, really, like... I mean, it's it's still that, like... Oh no, emulation, it's it's perfectly legal as long as you just dumped the cart yourself. It's like, yeah, but, like literally nobody does that. Yeah. Especially, like, Streets of Rage. Oh, God, dude. Never let it go. Um, okay. <sighs> we're coming down to the wire. Yep. We're in... A couple of moments ago, I should have said we're in the top ten. I mean, not the top ten, but, you know, the top ten. Yeah. No, these are our top ten games. Oh, no. Deal with it. Uh, so, coming in at number five, number 95... Streamers. Streamers. <laughs> what a good-ass game. What a weird-ass... So, another game by Mr. <laughs> Underside Man. Oh. Um, so, it probably... I don't even know if it was out or not when we talked about streamers, but there is a Streamers 2. It was not out at the time, otherwise we probably would have talked about Which, that. Which, I don't know if it was ever, like, a completed project, but I remember, like, it would crash if you hit certain obstacles. Yeah. And, like, the enemy was a dude in, like, a crayon drawing of a rocket ship that also looked like a dick. Yep. It was a strange game. It was... I think he was kind of just playing Pudunkian's around... a strange man. <laughs> I want to say a lot of that was, like, he was, like, playing around with the Unity engine. Yeah. And it was, like for some sort of, like, game jam thing. Mm. Um, well, I think the original Streamers was for some kind of jam. That was, like, the one that he started to rebuild all of the games from, like, the 100 action yeah, yeah. pirate cart. And just, like... That was a fun project. That was a fun project. I wonder, like, how much other, like, good stuff actually came out of that. Like, I think I checked out a lot of that stuff and forgot about it, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Streamers is a fun-ass game, and Streamers 2 is a curiosity. Yeah, like... I actually sort of like the style that he was going with with that, like, yeah, seeing, yeah. like all his concepts of what streamers looks like, like in in three D. Yeah, yeah. I liked a lot of what was going on there, and he got like an advanced move where he could shoot it straight out instead of at a diagonal. Streamers, streamers. Number ninety six, the next one on our list, Shadow Era. Oh, right, the card game. Yeah, so it was, you know, your uh, computer-based card game that is kind of like a magic card game. Uh, this still exists. 
you can still go play it. It's still on the iOS. You can play it in your browser. I think somehow we managed to fail to mention that uh, when we originally talked about it. But, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of just built in Unity. So, like, you can just go to their website, log in. My login still works, so that's cool. Um, I think they've also done, like, seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know what else they've kind of done. But the real news here is that... Uh, Hearthstone just yeah. like went out of beta and it is now just a free to play game. It's very mechanically similar to Shadow uh, Era, which is already very mechanically similar to like a Magic the Gathering. I mean, there's there's a couple important key differences, but like hell, even like the 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 mana system is more simplified in Hearthstone than it was in Shadow Era because yeah. in Shadow Era you had to like anti cards to become your mana, right? Right. And Hearthstone is just like no, you get it. Yeah. But in, so, in terms of computer collectible card games, though, like that's where people are at these yeah. days. Hearthstone is, you know, the thing that's popular, so that's what's going to win. It's okay. Yeah, it's, if you're looking for a, an alternative to Magic that you can play on PC, I guess it's and, and that's it's going, got a fun drafting mode. Yeah, actually, I actually just started that, and um, like I figured I would at least play that arena once, see how far yeah, yeah. I could get, and then never touch it again. Um, it, like. It's pretty much... Actually, I was talking with Anders about uh, Hearthstone uh, when I was up there. It's kind of hard to say a lot about it at this point because it is so young in its development. Like, I have to imagine that they, you know, want to release, you know, further card sets and stuff as it goes on. Yeah. Because at this point, like, I think the gameplay... They're in a strange place where they're kind of constrained by their classes... Um, I don't know. It, it's it, we're gonna have to put an episode, yeah, devoted to that in the future. So we'll worry about that then. Okay. Anyway, number ninety-seven is Street Fighter X Mega Man. Yep. Was this like officially sanctioned and published by Capcom when we talked about it? What? Uh, it was somebody's like fan remake thing, and then Capcom was like, "Hey, that's really cool. Like, you can put our logo on that, and then we'll tell everybody about it." Yeah. Like, the the only way to get that was to go through, like, Capcom's official, like, hub social network weird thing. What a fucking weird project. Yeah. I, I really don't know what to say about it. I don't think... I don't know if the developer has gone on to other things, but, like... I still don't really know what to think about that game. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fine. Like, some of the... Capcom just makes weird decisions. Yeah. Like, like any issues you have probably have more to do, that like... You'd be yeah, yeah, f- not not with the game yeah, itself, no. but just with like Capcom. What are you Capcom doing these days? Bringing Moss Hunter over I'm now? Super Is that confused. Um, ninety eight Risk Factions. That's not available anymore. What the hell is that doing on the list again? I don't know. Um, there's still like an XBLA version that came out. Yeah, that you can go get. Um, that was kind of interesting because you know big faction differences. I think some of it was sort of incorporated into the free one. Um, don't worry about this. I have my own version of Risk currently in development. More on that as it's updated. It's got hexagons. It's got hexagons. Got triangles. All right. Uh, all right. We're down to the the last two. The final heat. Okay. Coming in at number ninety nine. Arcane Kids Zenith. <laughs> so. These guys have gone on to make a couple more interesting projects. Yeah. Um, Bubsy 3D yeah. was an Arcade Kids jam, and if you haven't played that, 
I would ex- I, I would suggest that you go check that out. It is I like it. I can see how people might look at it and just say like what is this pretentious garbage? Which is what I said about the arcane kids from Zenith. Yeah. Yeah. Um They've also made uh what is it Perfect Stride, which is their first person skateboarding game. Perfect Stride, which at least like the alpha version came out as part of that LA Game Space pack along with LA Death Disc and mm. uh nothing else we've mentioned in this roundup. So they are still in my book a cool developer on the rise. Yeah, they're <laughs> I'm curious to see what they do next cuz I enjoy ragging on them because like god damn it no no because in a sense like i think they like stirring shit up and i like getting mad at them for stirring shit up like it's this weird like back and forth thing about like hey doesn't this make you angry and i'm like yeah yeah it does good job i don't think they're like trying to troll people with their games not exactly troll people but just like you knock down an Applebee's and it says art. Yeah. I I think it's... But, but there is a knowing that they are making, like... There's a knowing. There's yeah, a knowing yeah. to their pretentiousness. Well, it, it's... I, I think it's a, a response to, like, the whole, are games really art? Are art games really games? Sort of discussion. And it's just saying, like, look, like... Yes, but this isn't an important thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it... What, what do they call it? They call it the... the... Man, that, that's weird that we've seen this fucking shift of like, oh, are games really art? And then there's like, you know, sort of slower paced, more contemplative games. And people are just like, oh, but they aren't really games. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you guys. No, th- it, that's like You always... shitty nerds will never like it, whichever way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, I, the and you... so I I'd sort of see a, a lot of arcane kids stuff as sort of like just sort of observing that and saying this whole thing is ridiculous. Yes, just kind of ridiculing. Yes, but like at the same time, the way that they're doing, like that's the knowing part of it. But at the same time, it's like did, did I ever tell you about like my my like Thirty Rock theory? No, about how like. Some ideas are only good enough to be like the the like fake thing you see in something else. So like on Thirty Rock, they're doing an SNL type show. Yeah, yeah. And so like every once in a while, they'll tell you like what their stupid skits are in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be terrible if SNL actually did that skit. But, but as a joke, it's really good. Yeah. So like as the joke of what the joke would be, it's fantastic. Mm. Like. That's why Arcane Kids I like and don't like. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. kind of see, yeah. That's why Arcane Kids I like and don't like, because th- they understand that what they're doing is the joke of the joke. Mm. Like, they're like, you know, oh, all this art game pretentious yeah. bullshit. In the context of that, this is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like to hate them, because the other thing is, they are going full on it. They made a game where you knock down an Applebee's and it says art in the middle, and then you go down a slide in a coffin. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like, I kind of hate them... Not for their attitude towards it, but just because they have the balls to put in so much work into this thing that even they must know is a joke. (laughs) Okay. Perfect Stride was actually pretty alright. I haven't played it. It's alright. Yeah? Yeah. It's kind of like a... 
Zenith without like all the sort of open world aspects of it, mm. which were kind of my favorite part of that because they built a fucking like Pokemon game yeah, into that's there. Weird. Um, but also like if you just want like a, a you know a sort of like constant motion platformer, mm. uh, it's pretty good. So yeah, these kids are hot. They're creating. They're divisive in the community. They're creating opinions, man. And really, isn't that what art should be doing? <laughs> going to shoot you. <laughs> Three times. Did you ever check out the cheat codes for Bubsy 3D? Hit him with the double, double tap. There's a lot of cheat codes for Bubsy 3D. I haven't. Like, I, I went through it, and then I was just like, okay, whatever. I didn't realize the depth of, like, prestiging ghost mode and shit. A lot of the cheat codes... Are you know they're just list like when you find them they're just listed as like oh 1980s mode but then when you put it in it just opens up the YouTube page for Predator what the fuck <laughs> okay see the what I don't know I don't know they're interesting <laughs> there are not many things I like to hate but it's like. Them and Max Temkin, and that's about it. You appreciate how much it irritates you. Yes. Okay. It's like they know exactly which buttons to push, but they are still pushing those buttons. They're they're creating They're creating like an autonomic response. They <laughs> I can, your, I, your first instinct is to be like, wow, fuck this, but you appreciate how well they produce that response. Yeah. <laughs> it's because in doing the thing that makes me say fuck this, they're kind of just like, yeah, we know you're going to say fuck this. Isn't that cool? I'm like, God, yeah. Fuck. Okay. It's time. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long trip. And for our 100th episode, we decided to talk about Ib and Off. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That should not be so surprising. That was the latest episode that we did in terms of freeware game reviews. Yeah. That was some time ago, though. Yeah. The uh, Actually, speaking of the RPG Maker 2003 scene, okay. there was a hot new release today. Oh, yeah? Uh, from Karlsruhe's own Lawrence Diner. Oh, yeah. Diner. Diner? Mm-hmm. Halsey. Halsey. Feet... Uh, Inventor of the Lorenz particle. Inventor of Lorenz transforms. I don't think so. Um, transformations. Uh, feet art by Amity, I think is how you say it. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's a super French sounding name, but I don't think she is super French. You're thinking of Amelie. I am thinking of Amelie. <laughs> um, cat game. Cat game. Haven't played it yet. Tried to boot it up. Crashed. Same here. Gotta gotta go back to Halsey. Be like, hey man, I'm sorry. Halsey, 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 are you listening? You, you gotta fix it your for us. Game crashed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thrilling conclusion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy that you took this journey with us. Um, actually, no. I think I think Mortis Ghost has been working on a new thing. I couldn't tell. He just apparently got, like, the big news on off is that the guy who made it just got really confused at how popular it got all of a sudden. But he's kind of happy about it. He's kind of bemused that there's so much fan art of this sort of silly thing that he made. Yeah. 
just out of nowhere. So that's cool. Uh, apparently, they, they like fixed the translation somewhere. There was some sort of translation patch. Mm-mm. Okay. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. I have no idea how we close this out. We just shut it down. We just throw the switch. No, I, I think, I mean, but first we, get- we, we thank anybody who's been listening to us either through the whole of this episode or through the whole of our catalog for, you know, the time that they've spent with us. Yeah. Like, seriously, if you've been here that long, like, thank you for that, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, like, you know, we're putting out stuff. You know, we do it because we enjoy it, but we would also like it if you enjoyed it as well. And we know that we've been inconsistent recently. It's Always. Yeah. There was, there was a small patch where we were consistent. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's been weird times. It's always weird times. That's life. Yeah. But yeah, that has been the hundred games that we have covered in our core series. And what do we do from here? I don't know. I suppose. I don't know. Personally, I like, I, I always get a lot of satisfaction out of like the, the round tables. Yeah, definitely. Discussing things. Um, Cause like with the way that, no, it's been a long time since we started this podcast. Things have kind of changed. Yeah, we have income now. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> just in sort of the climate of, of gaming as well. Yeah, that's true. I think we are still the only, like, like freeware reviewing podcast, like, dedicated to freeware games. Um, there was, like, one other, and they didn't last very long. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I still think... I mean, there's still people out there that are making games for free, you know, even with the rise of, you know, free-to-play, pay-to-trickle stuff in, and, you know, the sort of reemergence of, you know, the $15 game with digital distribution and stuff, which was just, I think, sort of starting when we started this whole project. Yeah, like... Xbox Live was sort of in its infancy. There was a while where, you know, we had a couple of mentions of uh, indie games, like uh, the, or like the indie, Xbox indie games. Yeah, which that, whole... that's not even a thing anymore, is it? I think it got kind of shuffled in. Yeah. It might be separate. I'm not, it also depends on, you know, we have a brand new console now that have, you know, yeah. different modalities for how people will, you know, buy and play video games in mind. Mm. Um, especially like with the indie scene, I think, you know, there is still a space to talk about things you can play for free yeah. if you are like a hobbyist, I think, you know, especially in that zone, the kind of things that come out are usually are trying to do something uh, like more crazy. Like this is such a weird thing. We couldn't, we wouldn't be able to monetize it, yeah. but that means, you know, it's so crazy. It's also probably worth talking about. Um, or just, you know, from Things from unestablished developers, people that are still getting their footing. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be people that are still coming up. Um, but, it, yeah, it's kind of weird to think. Like, with the way things are going, we could almost say that, like, there's going to be less and less, like, free things to talk about, but, like, more 5 and $10 games. Yeah. So, you know, unless we wanted to go into, like, iOS and, and Flash games, but, you know, anything on iOS is just kind of a pocket drainer. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I think anything we can find that could let us, you know, I like the roundtables. I like talking about the interesting things. I like breaking Me things too. down. And I don't know. Like, I don't like the idea of giving up on doing freeware stuff. But, you know, if that's not like the main focus anymore, I wouldn't be upset at that. Just yeah. do it when there's something worth talking about. Yeah. 
you know, you don't have to talk about it every week. Okay. Right? So, you know, we've done these 100 games. Have we done good? I think so, Do yeah. we think we've done good? Yeah. I think we've done all right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, yeah, again, thank you for, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, being here and letting us ramble about everything we've covered in the past. It's been a fun time. Yeah. And we will continue to ramble into the foreseeable future. <laughs> oh. Everyone just kept on rambling. The more things change, the more things stay the same. And, and the there's more a comfort we to keep that. rambling. Um, war. War never changes. So, yeah, this Except has been has changed. the Eliku Studios Freeware Game Review 100th episode special. Yep. A retrospective. If you like listening to this, you can... Find the webpage for the podcast at elikustudios.net slash podcast. While you're there, you can find all of our past episodes, which now you know most of them are. But <laughs> don't forget, we also have roundtables where we like to discuss, you know, mechanical things, game theory, just interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we try to break that down and go a bit more in depth on it. Then we also have guidance where we kind of just ramble. Our more freewheeling episodes. Yeah. Some of those, d- those, you know, have generally become our, like, you know, what have you been playing episodes? Yeah. But, you know, sometimes interesting stuff comes in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, while you're there, Taliku Studios, there's, like, some comics up there. There's uh, old sort of game work stuff on there. Uh, these days, I suggest you check out our Tumblr pages. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we have aliku.tumblr.com for the uh, Aliku Studios official Tumblr page. Uh, and then our personal Tumblrs, I have... Elcom.tumblr.com. I don't really have anything of worth there, but if like you want to see like I don't know pictures of cute things, I reblogged. I'm RP. You don't think pictures of cute things are worthwhile? I mean, just did you see those dogs reacting to a magic trick this morning? I hope that somebody like patted their heads and told them they were good boys afterwards. Yeah, you gotta. Okay, the one who just like saw it and ran away. Yeah. the one who was like bark bark witchcraft. That one was pretty good. Um. I just mean within the context of, you know, creative endeavors. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if there's any uh, feedback that you have for a show, if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, uh, anything, if you want to add to the conversation, uh, feel free to email us, podcast at net. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash aliku. Yep. At aliku. At aliku. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Aliku. I don't know what's going on there. That's just like a... Um, actually, there's you know, been some activity on our, our Twitch channel recently at twitch.tv slash Aliku. Nick's been doing... Uh... I'm trying to do lunchtime free burn on Mondays. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to play through uh, Burnout Paradise on the PC. Um, and actually, I've been like trying to get myself more into playing uh, Dota recently. And I've got, like, a couple match replays that I've been thinking of going over and commentating just as sort of a, a learning thing for me. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, we've got some things in the works. We're trying to do things. Again, I think that Tumblr page is where most of it will get updated to right yep. now. So, Nick, after all that, what should people do? So, once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, we compel you to give credit. Credit is 25 cents per play.